Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is Authentic Conversations Around the Messy Intersection of Faith, Family, and Business. And I've got a treat for you today. This is an, a podcast interview that I did with Alice Hammond of Kingdom Real Estate Investors Group. And just some of the questions they asked were fantastic and pulling out of me a bunch of really practical things from, you know, why is dreaming and dreaming with God important? What does that look like? Uh, how do you hear the Holy Spirit? How do you build a relationship connection with Him? And more. So we're just going to dive straight in. I trust you enjoy this. And please get through to the end of this. You love it. Find out more. Jump on to heaveninbusiness.com and join us in person or online. See you soon. Um, part of what I want to talk about today and get deep in is just what is God's role? What is even more specifically the Holy Spirit's role in us, in our work? And how do we begin to live out supernaturally on a day-to-day basis through our faith in Christ? Uh, Andy, there's two things I want to talk about today, and I'm just going to get right into them so we can maybe also leave time for folks in our community to ask questions too. But I've read your book, encourage everyone to go grab this book, but there's the two things that get get me excited the most. I mean, I love the whole thing, man, but your last two chapters, you know, are like, are like gold for me. And so, because I I talk about this a lot and and you've given me some language for this. And the last two chapters are called Dreaming with God and Supernatural Keys of Success. And so I want to start there about Dreaming with God and and because I think so much, man, we have... (laughs) We've been taught not to dream big, you know, as 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 business owners in the church, like there's kind of like a suppression almost. And yet what you're doing is helping unleash kind of this vision for what God wants to do in the church through business. And so talk about why and why dreaming is so important in the kingdom of God, especially in business. Yeah. Um, so it's, why is dreaming so good, so so important? It's critical. If, if you're in business, it's all about wisdom to know what to do. Uh, Jesus didn't just die for us to get to heaven. He died for heaven to get to earth. So what does that look like? That's, and somehow he's chosen to work through you and me in our inadequacies, in our dysfunction, in our failure, and in our victories through the whole thing, through the package of you. So the greatest vacuum in the world today is the knowledge of the nature of God as father. Uh, if, if he was just, a, just meeting your needs, even a prison warden would do that. You know, three meals a day, a bed, a blanket, something over your head. But it's his nature's revealed in the dreams and desires of our heart. Now, there's something unique and special in that. If you read through John 14, 15, 16, he doesn't want more servants that run around, just tell me what to do, tell me what to do. Uh, who was it just had a kid like just got is, is it just got pregnant with their first it was Ethan, you don't want yeah. Ethan congratulations you know success is not your child waking up when he's 20 saying hey dad what shall I do with my life success is your kid saying I know the ways of my dad I know the character of my dad I know what's in his heart and I'm going to go further faster stronger and longer that's what gives joy to the father and you'll see that through john 14 15 16 so then it becomes and and you and you see this in the life of jesus it starts with obedience we never leave obedience i never leave my servant relationship with jesus but then he's like so what's in your heart what do you want to do where are you going to go and and that becomes unlocking business people to well i want to eradicate poverty well i want to i've got a friend of mine 
God woke him up and said, you know, rid the world of porn. I'm like, what? How on earth to do it? And he's got strategies that he's moving forward to do that. That's Exodus cry, if you want to look that up. Uh, these guys that are shifting the dial when it comes to economics and they're going for it, not because someone told them to do it, because it was in their heart and they see the juice of Kevin is just escalating that. So then it comes to what does that look like and how do I practically do that? So I've got to understand God is good. He's for me. It doesn't mean it's easy at all. Actually, if you want to walk the walk that we're talking about, it's harder because it's off the map and every control button in your body is going to get pushed. But it's saying, God, I sign up to the full, the full gospel. Uh, Psalm 103, forget not the benefits every aspect of what jesus died for i want to see and experience that in my life and i know that it's not through my own ability galatians look read through the book of galatians it's like it's the grace of god that got me here it's the grace of god that'll keep me going what started by the holy spirit don't let me reduce to a set of good practices or practices or good principles but let me live day by day which is what jesus said man doesn't live by bread alone so that's by the business strategy. That's by your bank balance. That's by good practice. It's living by the voice of God. So let's do this real practical exercise. Each of you have got some dreams, desires in your heart as it pertains to your business. Would that be correct? So let's take 30 seconds. Close your eyes if you want to. Don't have to. No one's going to really hold you accountable to this. But I want you to take a moment and just ask yourself, what, what's my dream for my business? If if if, so for Alice, uh, if, if the dream that you have for your business, if you realized every, the fullness of that, what, what could that look like? Would that be, man, I want to buy a rundown part of the city and turn it like and make it beautiful? Is it that I want to generate $100 million of business in a year? Is it I want to give away? Whatever it is, just take a moment. And if you can, write it down. My dream for my business is, and just fill in the blank. I would feel fully fulfilled, alive. Joy would be full if this happened. And some of you are actually already on the track to this. Now, I encourage you to do this exercise at home because now we're gonna pause. What we've just done is we've pulled on you. But now pause for a moment and say, Holy Spirit, I give you this. This is my dream for my business. Now I'm asking, what's your dream? What is your dream for my business? When you see me, when Jesus died for me and everything and every resource and every aspect of all that I am, not to just accomplish something, but to be with him. What's your dream for me? in my work with my gift to God, I'm really, really good mm. at creating wealth. What's your dream for me in this? Mm. And I mean, Alice, you just take this where you want it to go. You'll find that little exercise. It never is smaller. Church, institution of the church teaches you to play small. Wow. But when you do this with God, he'll, it blows your mind, freaks you out. You're thinking, oh, I couldn't do that. That's right. If you could do it in your own ability, then where's God in this? So that's why that same little exercise, 
it's like, okay, I've got bills to pay. I, I could go about best practice. I could go about the principles and, or I can just say, Holy spirit, how do we move forward with this? Uh, with God, nothing's impossible. So there is a solution. I may not know what it is right now, but is there a person to talk to? Is there, a, is there something to do? So here's how, are we doing okay? I'll just tell you a testimony of this. Uh, we, and you guys are in property. So here's a property testimony from my life. And we've seen this continue. Uh, we felt the Lord lead us to a three acre property, 6,000 square feet that we could use for what we do with heaven and business, plus a home for my, my family. It's 2018. Uh, I need to come up with 795,000. I've got funding for 300. I'm short. Like you guys just know, it's just, this, it's, and I've got a banking background. So I'm not naive to how this all works. Um, God, this is either the stupidest idea in my life or it's you and there's no way in between. Well, we're tracking forward. We get into that property. The owner leaves in. Uh, we rent it for 12, for 12, $3,000 a month back in 2018. Uh, I had to believe God for even for that at the time. We get in coming up 12 months and I've got to close on. I've paid a $100,000 non-refundable deposit. I've got to come up with the balance. Sorry, I told you wrong. It was 80000 I've got to come up with a balance. I'm sure, like, we need another 700,000. Where do I get this? I can come up with 200,000 from a bank, but I'm still short 500,000. What do I do? I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Nothing happened. I'm recording testimonies. Nothing's happening. Like, what do I do? I'm starting to get scared. I go walking with a buddy. So, this is something of the power of community and having people around you. Why God just doesn't tell us sometimes because he, he puts us in community. I'm talking with a friend and he says, Andy, you know, what do you expect to happen? Is like the cash going to fall out of the sky? And I'm like, maybe. I, I mean, I, I don't know. And he goes, well, do any of your business people that you're working with, do they know about this? I'm like, no, I refuse. I refuse to. I don't want to treat them like money. They're not my source. You are. And he goes, yeah, but sometimes you've got to let people know what's going on. Because if I call you a friend and you don't know really what's going on, then that's not a friend. You let him know. So he says, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit who to have a conversation with and then, then have a conversation with those people. So I got home and wrote down six names. It provoked every fear that I had, fear of rejection. I felt stupid, like I was even in this financial position. I go through one by one. The first one, it built relationship. It didn't take it away. They weren't in the position. They're like, Andy, if we had the liquid cash, we'd, we'd lend it to you tomorrow. But we don't, we're not, all our cash is tied up. Second one carries on down to number six. Number six turned into a phenomenal conversation. First, he says, so help me understand how you bought a house that you cannot afford. And this guy's a billionaire. And like he just has done everything with phenomenal excellence. So I felt really stupid telling him, well, you know, I've been on this journey all my life of following the voice of God. And this is, this is what happened and how he goes, no, that's fine. That's good. I just had to ask. So we go through this process. I follow his advice. We go through a circle. The owner is going to leave in 500,000. We're still short 200. I could get the bank, but the bank is in conflict with the owner around securities and so on. So I go back to this guy. It's our third call. And he says, well, Andy, this morning, the Lord spoke to me from Psalm 37. 
the righteous shall possess the land. You're supposed to have this property. That was really encouraging coming from him. He says, secondly, Psalm 37, there's another verse that says, the righteous are generous and lend and their children after them are blessed. So I don't know what you, but you've got favor with the man upstairs. I'm going to lend you the $200,000 interest free indefinitely. And I just want you to know, I know you want to repay it, but if at any point you get to the point where you can't, I've already written it off my books. What's the point? That's dreaming with God. Mm. It's going beyond what's possible. It's trusting him, being led by him. It's uh, just because you're following God doesn't mean everything's rosy, toasty, easy. It's actually been harder, more challenging and more rewarding, phenomenally more rewarding. Yeah, uh, I can relate, by the way. So uh, just very similar experience uh, last week. Um, I'm curious to double tap on that story. How anxious were you in those weeks? And you looking back, like how much anxiety did that produce? And, and how, did, how did you overcome that, right? To, to root yourself in faith that God's going to work, work in your behalf. Yeah, to say, to say you're not scared is just lying. You're lying to yourself. I love it how David said in the Psalms, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. So what's the practical? So was I scared? Heck yeah. Um, but the flip side of it is we've been on a journey. We left our home country. We had no income for three years following the voice of God. None of what I expected. So I had this history with God that built up to that level. So it wasn't just a sudden jump out and do something crazy. It, it was this, the kindness of God. It was little by step, little step. Little step. So I had that history. So what did I practically do? Um, I've heard and recorded testimonies of miracle provision. And I have an Evernote file with probably 100 different testimonies. So I would read over those. Mm. And, and it's hard to say discouraged when you're just feeding yourself on what God has done in the past. And that's where, like you talk supernatural success keys, it's remember the testimony, remember what God's done for others. It's offensive not to believe that God will do in your future what he's already done in your past. Hmm. So I'd had these little ones and it's like, so we just, this is the next, put on your big boy pants, let's go. So that was part of it. Um, worship is another thing. So playing worship music, uh, keeping that full of faith. And you can literally now put on a playlist with uh, the songs that release what you need in the moment. I can, I can curate those. So that's really helpful. Um, I have people around me that, that are faith-filled, that are believing with me. So I'm not alone in this. I'm praying. I'm walking with people. That's another one. Um, the other one is I'll read. I mean, reading through scripture. I'm reading through, uh, particularly when I don't know what to do, I'll read through Proverbs. So the book of Proverbs that relates to the day, today is September the 6th. I read Proverbs 6, and I find wisdom for each day in the little things. And then break it right down to, um, it's like, how do you eat an elephant you know, one mouthful at a time? How do you follow God into the impossible when it's outside your control? You just say, what one thing can I do today that will move me towards this? And just do that thing. So it's like faith like a sparrow. Uh, you, you've all read those scriptures. It's like sparrow-like faith as God takes care of the sparrow. So if he's going to take care of the sparrow each day, he's going to take care of me. And that's a fight. And the other thing, real practical, is so when I get stressed and anxious, 
um, if you've ever done any of the psychology around that, it's, it's that adrenaline that builds up in your body that, that's not getting released. And the, the most practical way to deal with that is do something physical. Go for a walk. For me, go for a run. Uh, for me, go for a run in the, in the wild, uh, in, on a trail. That's the thing that ministers and actually just reduces some of that anxiety. Because like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? It's like, there's nothing I can do. Go for a walk, go for a run, do 20 push-ups times three. Like just do something to get that out of you. <laughs> it's so good. I wish we'd had this interview like uh, two weeks ago, man. I really needed a lot of this. I just kind of like uh-huh. just figured all this out. Um, really, really excellent. I want to, uh, by the way, what I really love to what you said, man, is faith like a sparrow. I think oftentimes we feel like we need to have faith like a lion in the reality, like in the reality is like we feel more like a sparrow, right? In those moments, yeah, I shouldn't get crushed like a sparrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's almost like encouraging, like, okay, God, just give me enough faith to take that next step. I don't need the faith to how to go figure out this whole thing. Yeah. Just give me the faith to take this next step, That's and it. I know you'll provide faith at each step along the way. And so I, I think that distinction, man is really good because we think we tend to think higher than ourselves of what we really are in the moment right and so uh i think that's really really that's really good man i think i think there's a practical step to that as well um okay i want to ask you one more thing and then we'll open it up if nobody has questions i'll keep asking great questions uh i want to understand man how you think about the holy spirit active and powerful in your life and, and the reason i ask this is I feel like Andy, I'm I'm in a season right now where I'm really learning for the first time about the Holy Spirit, its role in my life, its pre- His presence in my life. Even even that, like I've always thought of the Holy Spirit as an it, realizing it's actually a person. Yeah. And and I know that might sound crazy to a lot of people listen, but it's true. Like I just come from a background where that wasn't, I was not given permission to really experience and talk and have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I just want to know what that's like for you, like your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, how you how you encounter the Holy Spirit, how you bring him up in your daily yeah. life. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want yeah. to know the Holy Spirit. I always keep saying, like, if there's a way to experience more of God, I want it, <laughs> right? And so, like, I'm always just curious and eager to know, like, okay, if you're a man that really abides and, and dwells with the Holy Spirit, what do you do, man? Tell me about it, because I want yeah. that. So, really good question. And I wish, like, I want to better tell you guys, Step one, step two, step yeah. three. <laughs> yeah. But that's, it's, so it's more like this. It's more, how do you have the perfect marriage? Like you, get, you can read all the books and then you meet somebody and there is no script. And just when you think you got it right, it, it changes. Well, think of it like that, except the Holy Spirit's invisible. So you get married to someone and visit like, if it's somebody visible, you're going to bump into them. You're going to see them. It's not like that. There's this, the moment that I leave faith, I've, I've lost pleasing him. So it's this, this continual ongoing journey that never ends. And if someone comes to you and says, you know, I got the, I got this, I got the script. This is what you do. One, two, three. They're lying because there is no relationship. There are some principles to this, but it's an ongoing relationship. And there's some conditions. Uh, surrender is number one. Like surrender and trust. Like that's that's num- That's it. That's like surrender and trust. Let go of control. And I'm being continually front- confronted on that, as evidenced by anxiety. 
And a second one is this hunger, this like what you said, this continual pursuit for more. I've got to believe that he is and he rewards those who seek him. But just keep that journey. Don't stop. It's the same with a relationship with a spouse is don't stop pursuing them. Uh, don't allow the success of a relationship. I've got married. Now I've got kids. It's like, oh my gosh, I thought I was good. Now it's like this kid is wrecking my relationship because he's crying and, and whatever. All of that is continually changing. So then what's some real practical things in, in the way that you do that is don't reduce your relationship with the Holy Spirit to a quiet time. It's a lifetime. It's not an event. Um, so do I have a quiet time? Yes, I do. So I anchor myself in the word of God. So my morning ritual looks like whatever I get up, whatever time I'm getting up, uh, I usually grab a bowl of cereal. That's my breakfast. Grab a coffee. And then I sit down and I read, read the Bible. Now, that could look like reading the proverb of the day. Or uh, I can, it'll be right, right now. I feel like the Lord's on me about reading the book of Galatians. And so literally I'm reading that over and over again. Or when I first wake up in the morning, if it's early, I'll just put an earbud in and I'll be just listening to the book of Galatians. The same happened with the book of Titus for the previous month. And so it's just literally, literally over and over again. So I took, I took the entire book of Titus, stripped out the numbers, stripped out the titles and copied and pasted it into a document written to me. And the amount of business strategy that I've got out of that has been just awesome. Just clarity, 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 confidence. There's so many aspects of that. And then I'm taking that into my day. So what, is, what does that look like um, on a daily basis? So if I think about, um, we, we've just come on this drive. I've, I've got some clients. Uh, we've, we've, we're driving up here uh, in Minnesota. Well, I've got some other clients outside of Minneapolis. So it's just like immediately, it's like, I just was that I know. And so now I've realized what I was a knowing, that's the Holy Spirit leading and guiding way more than I realize. So when my heart gets drawn to something, that's not like eat more ice cream, uh, watch more TV. <laughs> it's usually something productive. I'm learning that that's the Holy Spirit guiding me with his eye. Jesus only did what he said he saw the father do, which is not just like an eyeball, but it's like see, hear, know, or feel. Those kind of four different categories. This is about listening to the Holy Spirit. So doing that through your day and cultivating an awareness for that. So how do I practically do that? Um, number one, training yourself to do that. So when you've got a decision to make, don't just make the decision, but pause. Um, a friend of mine, what she does is she will be sitting in her office and she'll literally physically turn her chair to face the wall. That's for her is this conscious turning aside and asking the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not somebody that asks the Holy Spirit, what clothes should I wear today? I, I just think, no, we got so much other things going on. Who really cares what I wear today? Um, but but those big, like the decisions through the day, I'm involving the Holy Spirit in it. Um, as we're going into a conflict situation, Holy Spirit, how do we go about that? Um, as today, I've got a client that's just bought a butcher's shop. So we just walked with them through the shop. As we're going, I'm having ideas. Now, I've never owned a butcher's shop. 
but so now I'm trusting and I know that those ideas are from the Lord. So we share these things. Have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Have you thought of that? So using questions is really helpful. Um, what else? Uh, here's, here's another one. Because you guys are real estate people, investment, we, again, we just moved over uh, West Coast to East Coast, buying a house. We thought we'd have a particular house. So we're looking at those houses, find nothing, find nothing, finally find a house that feels like it's second, but it's the best that we could get. We put an offer in. They counter it, and but we're still in the process. So once they've counted, we're engaged. That night, my wife wakes up, can barely sleep. She's just uncomfortable. She's like, God, is this really the best that you've got for us? And instantly, this thought pops in her head, if that's what you have faith for. She's like, oh my gosh. So we get up in the morning, painful, awkward conversation together because it's like, really? Now? Now we're going to pull out of this? Finally found a house. But I've learned just to trust that. I'd rather be in unity with my wife and even trust getting it wrong than actually being disunity. And so, so how do I know I'm following the Holy Spirit? Are you following your conviction? Do you have a sensitive conscience? So developing that awareness and sensitivity in life. And so we stop. We pull out of that deal, which because there's no dual signing. So we were in the position to be able to do that. And then we took the kids. So our kids are 16, 18, 19, and 21. We just sat down, told them they were not impressed. <laughs> As you can imagine, like, really? <laughs> Mom and dad, are you got like, really? I thought we were moving forward. And I, this is the story. We would rather, like, if you're going to get to the aisle, at, to your wedding, and then... At, you're better to pull out before you get married rather than go into honeymoon and then decide, nah, I've missed it. Like you can't do that. So pull out now. So teach them that walking through vulnerably. And then we wrote up, we got these big, I don't know, big posters, paper. We wrote on the, and we stuck it to the wall in an Airbnb that we're staying in. And we just went back to what are the non-negotiables? Let's relook at our assumptions. And so we, we sensed like this was the strategy from the Holy Spirit. So how did I get that? I don't know. I just had an image in my head of these two pieces of paper on the wall and writing it out. Now, why didn't the Holy Spirit just tell us? I don't know. I just know that the Holy Spirit is more interested in the journey and the connection along the way than it is the outcome. So if it was about the outcome, he'd just tell you what to do. He doesn't. He wants... It's like, I trust you to work this out as we go. So we wrote down, here's the non-negotiables. And, and then another list. Here's what we would love. But they're not non-negotiable for us to get into a house. Then we re-look at the market and what's on the market. And one house or three houses stood out. We go and look at all three that day. First one, it's like, nah, this is not it. Second one, we couldn't get into because it was, it was, it was just, it wasn't available at the time. And, we, and it was road noise. Third one, all of us, six members of a household, walk in and instantly feel the peace of God. How do I know? That's what we've cultivated. And it's like, kids, is this it? Every single one of the kids said, this is the house. Now, you've got to know, it was not what we went from three acres, 6,000 square foot to a quarter of an acre with 3,700 workable square feet. It's, it's so different. We would have never gone that way if I just followed best practice and what I thought I knew, but it's this journey of listening to the Holy Spirit. So hopefully in that,
there's so many different keys that you can work on and just grow with them. Yeah, just to repeat those, surrender and trust. Hunger is number two. Do not stop pursuing the Holy Spirit. Reduce, uh, don't reduce your relationship uh, with the Holy Spirit to a quiet time and cultivate an awareness for the Holy Spirit. Uh, I thought those were great. Uh, Andy, I'm going to let you take a sip, uh, take a breath. I'm going to call on a couple of folks who got a couple of questions. So, uh, Ethan, um, I saw your hand go up first. Guys, if you have a question, just raise your hand in Zoom and uh, we'll go through these. So, Ethan, take it away, man. What you got? I need you to unmute. Yep. Yeah, Andy, um, man, this is such cool timing. Thanks for being on the call today. Um, we are, my brother and I are starting a uh, men's life group in our church. Um, starts tomorrow and centered around um, hopefully the circle of people who are in there are business uh, entrepreneurial. Um, that's the whole, hopefully the circle that we're aiming for. And so um, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, what can we go through? What's some, you know, a book that we can all read together or some program that we can go through where it's, um, you know, spiritually based, obviously um, spirit filled, but also somehow centered around business. And then like, I got the email today and it's like, it said your name. I was like, oh, this is phenomenal. And so I've not read your book um, before, but I just downloaded on Audible. I'm going to listen to it today. I think it's a two hour listen. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but let me ask you um, just practical advice. Do you have a, uh, maybe a book or a program that you would recommend that we go through? Um, no, because, because I've got to know, this is a great question, by the way. No, because it really depends on what is it that you're wanting to, to do, where you're wanting to build, what do you want, what outcomes do you want? So, so if you said to me, I, I want to grow in the kingdom, I want to grow in listening to the Holy Spirit, then I might know. Um, so I'd put that back on you and say, you know, you're going to walk with these guys, girls for, let's say, 12 weeks. Um, what are you what do you sense? What do you feel? What do you hear that the focus is for you in that? Mm. Um, I think kind of what you started off by saying uh, when you started saying your testimony is the, the community of people yeah. um, uh, developing a great community of people um, that we can, uh, you know, um, do life alongside with. Uh, and yeah. we all, um, you know, are in business. So it's, we have a similarities yeah. there. Yeah. So here's what I would do. Um, one, I trust that you, you're effectively shepherding these people. That's what you're doing. You're gathering them together, you facility, but you want to do it in the connection with the Holy Spirit and then building community. So I would, so here's a couple of options. One, take a book and, and you could use that as a basis and, and you could use that. And, but make sure the emphasis is on the questions. So guys, read the book. We're going to discuss this, what questions you have, interact. So that's going to be good because that'll give you something that'll just stir questions to dialogue over rather than just somebody talking and everybody else sitting there. Secondly, real easy. Uh, every, every single time, start with, hey, what's your high? What's your low? And what's your I don't know? What's the high? What's the I, low? What's the I don't know? And in a small group, get, that gets them talking. You facilitate it. And then get them to pray and minister to one another. You'll find that that it'll blow up. And then you experiment. Um, Holy Spirit, uh, you're the good shepherd. I'm an under shepherd. Like he's the good. He's really really good at this. So Holy Spirit, what's 
what's one question that I could give these guys today? Or what's one, uh, what's, what's one topic? What's one direction? Uh, so for example, I've got a mastermind group, five business guys. I, I was intimidated by their ability. So the first time we went around, introduced yourself, tell us how awesome you are. We did that. And then we did a very basic mastermind. One of them had a problem with staffing. So we just were brainstorming how he could come up with staff. Everyone's got a staffing problem. Get to the end of it. It was good, but it was average. I'm like, there's got to be more. I got off the call. I'm like, Holy Spirit, we missed something. What was it? And it was just like, oh, oh, why didn't we just pray first? Why don't we just over every individual one and just ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to say to that person? Don't ask them whether they hear God or not. Just expect them to. Because everybody, my sheep, hear my voice. So just jump in. Second mm. time we met, we I said, guys, we're not even going to talk about, before you tell us anything, we're just going to pray and minister and just ask what the Lord wants to say. And everybody's doing it. It was mind-blowing. Men crying over Zoom. It's just five guys. And that group has just gone from strength, strength, strength since then. So I just go vulnerable. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. It's awesome. You got this. Okay. Um, Nick. Hey, thanks so much for being here, Andy. Um, I'm also in Minnesota, so would love to connect you before you leave here today. It'd be great to, uh, to learn more about all the things you have got going on. My question is about um, solitude and how to practice the, the art of solitude. I think it was Blaise Pascal that said, the problem is people can't sit quietly in their own rooms. Having solitude of God seems impossible. And as business owners, um, we are all facing the constant demands of a lot of things coming and going. So what does that look like to you? Because I think there's some degree of relationship between practicing solitude and hearing from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Is that that scripture, Psalm 46, be still and know God. Man. And, and then in the New Testament, it talks about fight or strive strive to enter rest i'm like that doesn't work yeah it does because you got to you got to put off stuff so i've got to be still so i've got to train myself how to do that um and when there's more on and more pressure on it's this the hardest to do it so it's building that daily discipline of this so there's a couple of resources to help you um, um obviously brother lawrence and practicing the presence is a book. Now he was a cook, and so he would do that as he worked. So when I'm when I'm starting to learn is as I work, as I walk, as I'm talking, uh, being aware of that's cultivating that around you, and it only happens when we're still. So I know what it is um, to go 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 go. It's like that's how we, and I'm, and then and then when I'm in the school of ministry, I'm not allowed legally to work. And this is in the book. And um, there's this prayer house. And my, my prayer was usually most historically was me talking or me praying in a spirit language or me worshiping. There wasn't a whole lot of quiet. Um, it was just busy, then go. Busy, go. And uh, so God has starting to teach me how to be still. So what happens when you take a really busy guy, stick him in a peaceful atmosphere and he just lying there as there's worship music i fall asleep and then i feel real bad i'm like oh my gosh i wasn't even praying i wasn't doing anything i'm I'm i can't even do this rest thing well and then i instantly this thought pops in mind 
Andy, I get more done while you're sleeping than, than you do while you're working. And he's starting to teach me. As this is Galatians, having started in the spirit, why would you reduce your life back to what you can do in your own ability? So it's, I've got to have that belief that God can do more in a moment than I can do in 12 hours. And, and my best day is still like refrigerator art. It's like a four-year-old painting compared to what he can do. He can do it in a moment is like a Picasso. So it's this journey of trust and learning that and cultivating being still and then and recognizing the flip side of it when andy when i get anxious when i'm like I, I can't think so my wife and i driving up here yesterday she's like you're not listening to me i'm sure you guys never have this she's like i we I, like, i'm thinking i don't even know what you said it's like how come i how do i even this is the person i love i'm ma married to it's my best how do i miss that it's because i got so many things going on I just jump into like, I, I just flip like a, like a sparrow in the wrong reasons, flip, 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 rather than slow myself down, just accept and humble myself that I can only do one thing at a time really well. Just do one thing. And so don't try and have a conversation with some, somebody else as I'm giving my wife GPS instructions. I'm going to screw up both of them. <laughs> and so I'm still learning this. I'm still growing in this. And then finally, I'd say, have somebody that you can walk with. Um, so I've got friends, uh, a group of guys, and we meet every couple of weeks. As, again, there's something about the number five. So there's four or five of us, and we literally have baseball bats. Because we recognize if you're a driven, focused person, you need somebody to, like, you someone just says, hey, slow down. You're not going to hear it. Your wife says, hey, you're not listening to me. You're not going to hear it until the pain gets great enough. So that's our baseball bat covenant. The deal is I'm going to hit you with a baseball bat. Now, it's a metaphor, but the truth is I need somebody in my life to tell me, hey, Andy, you got you get distracted. You're busy and distracted with too much serving. One thing is needed. Be still. Listen to my voice. So my daily practice is a journal. It is not digital, it's written. So I hand write and I found that when I do this and protect that priority, that everything else starts to flow better. Uh, something happens. Moses was going about the wilderness, burning bush. It was only when he turned aside, slowed down, that things start to happen. I wish I could give you an easy answer, but you've got to fight to enter that. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Dylan, go ahead, my man. Hey, Andy, thanks for joining us, man. It's been good listening. Um, so the question I have for you is kind of, uh, for me, it's tough to even kind of ask and kind of wrap my head around, but I'm curious how you kind of discern between kind of the thoughts that are put into your mind by the Lord and then the thoughts that are not. Um, oh, so good. Such a good question. Today. Yeah, how you, how you kind of discern between that. Yeah. So we actually, I put this into a course called, Hey God, what now? And because it's like, this is the, this is the most important thing is to follow the voice of God. My sheep hear my voice. So how do I know God is speaking and not some weird, like crazy thing. So a couple of foundations, number one, the word of God. So I'm trusting that you are daily feeding yourself. It's like, how do you know a counterfeit bill? Uh, 
you don't look at the counterfeit, don't study the counterfeit, study that which is true. So anchor yourself in the word of God daily, uh, daily, daily. Like I can't emphasize that enough. Get that word in you. So then when something weird comes up, it's like, this doesn't sit right. Um, so number two, wise counsel. So having those two things around me. So in wise counsel, that's someone that's excellent. What is good? I'm not asking an 18-year-old for marriage advice. I'm not asking a 30-year-old failed investor what I should invest in. I'm, I'm somebody, I'm, I'm looking for someone with wrinkles, as in the seasoned and body scars. As in, I want to see that they've had some challenges, difficulties. They've crashed a couple of times, but they don't, it's like they've got body scars, but the knife is not still sitting in it. They're not still oozing pus and offense and miserable. They've actually overcome it and they've got victory. So those are the, so there's the two ankles. Once you've got, assuming you've got those two foundations or pillars, how do I know God's speaking? Because there's so much outside of that. Three real key things. Uh, John 6, 63, my words are spirit and they are life. So when God speaks, it releases life. Like there's an energy, it's a light bulb. And, and I, could, I could talk for hours on this, and just in terms of some examples. But you, you just like see, hear, know, or feel. Those are kind of the four different categories. But you're just like you know, a light bulb. Um, here's another one, Colossians 3.15. So number one, does it release life? Number two, does it carry peace? So uh, Colossians 3.15 says, let peace be your governor, help you make decisions. The opposite of that, is a hesitation. This is the classic one. You guys are looking to invest in a property. Uh, every, all the numbers look right, but you have a hesitation. Trust the hesitation. Do not move forward. Now, don't confuse that with, I'm a little bit scared because I've never done that before. That's normal. That's different. This is the, I can't shake this. I've just got a hesitation. Or my spouse has got a hesitation. And she's saying, hey, I'm just not so sure about that. Listen to it. It will save you so much. So does it release life? Does it carry peace? And then the third one, sometimes I don't want to do it, but it's just like I'm compelled to do it. And that's in Jeremiah. I think it's Jeremiah 29. This is Jeremiah the prophet saying, your words are like a fire in my bones. I grow weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. That's when there's things you don't want to do this. Uh, but you just know that you know that you know it's the right thing to do. Jesus going to the cross, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, knowing that he could have been helping rebuild Germany after the war, but he knew that God had told him to go and be a part of the mess, and he ends up getting killed. I'm like, what a waste. No, he followed his conviction and was obedient to the point of death. So hopefully those little three things will help you. If you want more, heygodwhatnow.com. You can jump in and, and get a little mini course. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you. That was, that was great. Amazing. Andy, what, what does God put on your heart right now, man, just for kingdom entrepreneurs that you feel like is timely in terms of uh, what the Holy Spirit is saying to you? Okay, so... Uh, one of the things we're doing with Heaven and Business, we have a we like to have a membership. So every every month, um, w w every single week, we're meeting together online. It's just testimonies and then prayer every week. There's a motivational thing, and then there's focus content. 
So the focus content's around the theme. So I'll tell you guys the theme. The theme that we're praying and sensing is all around people have come out of chaos and a lot of people are still living in just the swirl or this is that and distracted, but it's time to dream again. It's trying to refocus on what God's called you to do and go after that and be unafraid and unapologetic about it. And so we're equipping people how to do that. How do I go after that? Not distracted, not doing. So for example, not doing a particular marketing strategy because that's what everyone's doing. No, you hear God and unashamedly go after that. So that's the theme for this month. And then the bigger theme that I'm hearing God for me to focus on is it's Titus 1.5, to set in order what is lacking and appoint leaders in every city. So that looks like it's, it's an emphasis on discipleship, not crowd. So many of activities are all about chasing after a crowd, building a crowd platform. None of it is what I'm hearing for me, because you may have that for you. For me, it's to focus on the few, focus on the few, equip, train, activate. So I'm just starting to shift the majority, 80% of what we do will be focused on those few. And that's, I'm crazy excited about that. <laughs> I love it, man. That was Titus 1.5. Yep. Actually, the entire book of Titus, because he says in there, it's like, this is who your customer is. This is the location I've sent you. And this is what I want you to do. Um, this is like, oh my gosh, it's entire, not a business model, but certainly a strategy. Yeah. Um, I want to give you a chance real quick. I got one more question for you. Uh, just a clear website or clear place so folks can go learn about your ministry and what you're doing to support other kingdom entrepreneurs. Yeah, heaveninbusiness.com. You'll find a bunch of stuff in there and there's a podcast authentic conversations with andy mason uh this week it's going to be around my non-marketing strategy which it's marketing everything's marketing everything is selling but it's the i wanted to just here's the here's the insider i've got a very very good friend who's an outstanding marketer i wanted to talk with him how we can you know get our sales cycle and the funnel going and we got this in place now let's pour some money in it let's get going and and I have these conversations with him and every single time I come away like, yep, that's just not the strategy for you, Andy. It's actually less. <laughs> so we're just going to focus on story and we're going to focus on little clips. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is exactly. I've got to give away exactly what we do ourselves. So that, those mm. are the little podcasts. Uh, they'll find more. There's a whole heap of stuff there and uh, some events coming up. Check it out. You can find out more information. Heaven and business. And Andy, I'd like to share this kind of with our broader community at some point, probably with our Facebook community. I have permission to do that. Is that okay if we do that? Absolutely. We share this? So here's, here's what I would do if it's okay with you is send me a copy of this and I'll post it as our podcast. Wonderful. I'll do that. I think there's tremendous value here, man. And I would love, I would love for others to be able to see this. Well, a last question for you. Um, who, who are the, the pastors or teachers that are that you listen to the most that maybe or just that you would recommend is as we're looking for more teachers influencers that are that are really hearing from the holy spirit talking you know really support entrepreneurs and business leaders um that that would be worth listening to yeah so here's and again this this is a list where trust the holy spirit like if you guys are not first first seek the counsel of the lord so do that first, anchor yourself in that, and you'll find that he'll lead you. Mm -hmm. um, just don't want to get distracted on that. 
because I can go down a whole avenue. So first, seek the counsel of the Lord. First, feed yourself in what he's telling you. And then there are so many different ones. Here's a couple that will help you. Shay Bynes, kingdom-driven entrepreneur. I know, trust her and walk with her. So she's one. Another one is Ford Taylor, uh, transform lead. He'd, he is somebody that I've personally walked with as well. And I've seen the fruit of what happens working with him in a business. A, a profound. Um, if people, he's got a great book called Relational Leadership. When relationships and transactions collide, uh, he's probably the number one person I'd go to in terms of solving conflict, setting up systems to help a company grow and doing it from a kingdom mindset. So there's a couple. Um, there's another guy, Patrice Sagay, Nehemiah Project is just phenomenal. Um, obviously, Bill Johnson. I don't know anybody that walks like he does, you know, walking through a situation where he's just walked through the loss of his wife and watching him and knowing him firsthand, his walk with God is only stronger. I'm just like, this guy's either obviously crazy or he has a genuine connection with Jesus that affects everything he does. So that's another one. Um, Chris Valentin uh, is another one podcast. Those two come from a church focus. So you can have to translate that into your daily work, but they're going to do that. Um, and then if, if that's not enough, who else do I listen to? Oh, God is not a theory. Uh, Ken Fish. Man, some of the interviews that he does is mind-blowing. Smart people that walk in the supernatural. Um, that's just another phenomenal one. And then that, that's probably enough to get you. Get yeah, you those off. are good, man. That's great. That's great. Uh, Andy, seriously, man, I can't thank you enough. Guys, I, I just want to encourage you, like, please go support Andy uh, um, and grab this guy with you at work. Go to heaveninbusiness.com and check out those resources there. Uh, Andy, thank you, brother. If there's ways that our community can continue to support you, please, please let us know, man. And, um, you know, come to San Diego. Let's do an event, man. I'd love to help promote and figure out, uh, figure out who we can bring together for that. I would love to do that. Thank you right. so much. Really. Appreciate All right, brother. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much.